Can you hear a chainsaw in the background? A little bit. It's barely audible. Probably wouldn't come out in the edit. I, um... Wow, Jamie really snores, huh? Whackity. It's almost, it is 7.30 at night. Not the time we're using a chainsaw. It's a lovely There's, day. It was a lovely day out. Yeah. L- look out! Look outside. Do you see light out there? I don't see light out there. My favorite time to chainsaw is when I can't see what I'm doing. So hopefully they're d- they'll wrap it up by like eight. Uh, is it like a crew or is it just? It's a crew of people next door. They've been Yikes. here all day. Jesus. My neighbors do not have that many fucking trees. I do not know what they've been doing. They're just getting them all. They just turn them I all guess. into dust. was in talks to direct a Spider-Man movie in the mid-90s. Leonardo DiCaprio would star in a gritty take on the story, but subsequent lawsuits and Marvel declaring bankruptcy in 1996 saved the world. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we fright about things. I'm Haunted Henry. And I'm... A John. Yeah, I... John, right? Are you asking me if your name is John? Yeah, no, it's just crazy, you know, what's going on at the, uh... The old, if, you, uh, if you say at the office, I'm going to lose my shit. You know, what they got me doing downtown is... Hold on, Henry. There's somebody... At the okay. I'll, I'll be right back, okay? Can't believe we're still doing this nonsense, yeah. Oh, hey, Henry. Uh, how, how's it going? It's going all right. We were just starting the podcast. You had to step away for a second, though. Uh, Henry, I don't know if you picked up on this. That was not me. What? Yeah, I... Last episode, I don't want to get into it, but somebody Star Trek-style transported into the room, locked me out of the room, and then continued the podcast in my stead. That's crazy. You know, I thought things were a little off when you said that you had learned how to play the guitar. Yeah, no, who would do that? Yeah, I know you personally do not even own a guitar. Yeah, I'm a big fan of keyboard instruments. Uh, unrelated, but uh, I really thought when I killed that guy that, um, I don't know, I thought the body would like Star Trek style transporter away, but he's 
Yeah, I just have like a dead me on the ground. And together we're Haunted Henry and Dead Me on the Ground John, coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist in order to rid the world of the bodies that had fallen. Nobody talks about this, but when you kill somebody, they don't just, like, die, you know? I think people learn, they take away the wrong lessons from video games. I think video games, they're really good at teaching you how to kill. But unless the game is about not killing noisily, they don't really tell you that the body doesn't just vanish after a set, like, spawn period, and and you actually have to do things to get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, it made a lot of, like, rattling noises, and it moved for... I mean, it stopped moving now. Just like, you know, the yeah, light, but... like, left its eyes slower yeah. than you would have thought. Whew. I have never killed somebody like that before. That is crazy. Oh, how'd you do it? Oh, this guy? Yeah, the one... No, a different guy. Well, we won't talk about that, but this guy uh, snuck up behind him and uh, hit him real hard on the back of the head with a plumber's wrench. Oh, shit. A plumber's wrench. Yeah, if it wasn't uh, clear... In the recording, it, it should come through loud and clear in the recording exactly what happened. Yeah, I hit this guy with a plumber's wrench and then his head hit the table and then he fell over. Sounds like a normal Tuesday night. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, I'll, I'll say it's abnormal, but it's pretty nice to be podcasting again, Henry, for the last week. Of this frightened times, I've been locked out of that door. And this oh. guy's been in here doing whatever. God knows what. It's weird because we only record like one night. And so you, he would only need to be in that room for one night. But he just stayed in that room for an entire week. Yeah, he stayed in the room for an... I mean, I came in here and sure, there's like a lot of stuff on the wall about like your family and like plans. Uh, but it seems like he was just kind of putting something together in here. Uh, oh, that's so I am glad I put a stop to that. You know, it, it makes me very frightful of what could have happened. Yeah, I mean, there's no better time for it than the frightened times, obviously. But right, that's, a, I, that's a little too frightening for me. <laughs> you, per yeah. One of my favorite categories of fear are things that could have happened. Uh, hypothetical fears, if you will. Mm-hmm. For instance, did you know that James Cameron was in talks to direct a Spider-Man movie in the mid-90s? Leonardo DiCaprio would star in a gritty take in the story, but subsequent lawsuits, lawsuits and Marvel declaring bankruptcy in 1996 canned the project. Well, I think it would have maybe destroyed Leonardo DiCaprio's career. We would have lost a few movies, but we also would have lost a 40-something-year-old man who dates a bunch of 20-year-olds. So, Oh, so the greater good would have been... Uh, that he just his career would have been gone forever. Now, Henry, I don't know if you know this, but my uncle Ben, he always said that with great power comes great responsibility, and James Cameron would have been doing the right thing. Now, that coming out in the mid nineties was that like mid Scarlet Spider? Oh, like the comic book run. Yeah, like uh, whatever his name was, Ben Garrison or whatever, the clone of Peter Parker. His name is Ben Riley, Of course, not Ben Garrison. Yeah. 
Um, when was Mr. Scarlet Spider's run? I mean, in the middle of the 90s, it's, it was also smack dab in the middle of Venom Fever. Venom Fever would... Okay, so, yeah, Venom Fever would have been real big, for sure. Uh, the first volume of, of the Silver... God. The Silver God, also known as the Scarlet Spider. <laughs> also known as the Silver Surfer. Uh, started December 1995. So, mid-90s, ni- yeah. We were right in the thick of Scarlet Fever. I mean, that that was really the time when Spider-Man was taking kind of a dark soap opera-ish direction. I mean, all comic books are just soap operas. Uh, but maybe that was the inspiration. Who can say? Yeah, but I just know that if James Cameron would have cast Leonardo DiCaprio as Spider-Man in 1996... We would have never gotten the Sam Raimi trilogy. Absolutely. With Tobey Maguire. And that's the real frightening thing. The more, another frightening thing is Spider Man 2, directed by James Cameron, starting Leonardo DiCaprio, would be coming out this autumn. What? <laughs> he would have done Spider Man 1. Oh, yes. And then of in course, typical then, James Cameron yes. fashion, he would have waited for the technology to catch up. And it Spider-Man 2 would be coming out this year. And he would have had all the scripts written already. And in like 1999 or whatever, he'd be like, let me tell you, I have the script for Spider-Man 2 already. I've written them all. I've written them all. There's five movies. The script for two just ends on one sentence. What the fuck? Yeah. I just want you to know, I have built my own company out in New Zealand all they do is special effects, and we are waiting for them to create a spider with Leo's head. And that's really going to pull together the sequel to 1996's Spider-Man. And in the meantime, I am putting together a team of um, engineers to make a submarine so that I can explore the wreckage of the Green Goblin. Yeah. This is this is my life's work. I'm going to spend decades of my life turning Leonardo DiCaprio into a spider. In real life, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? It's it's uh what I really like about the existence of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies is that they took a horror director <laughs> Uh, who is very talented, but I don't know that Sam Raimi movies have ever like blown up the box office or anything. Uh, but it was genuinely nice to get a Spider-Man movie from this kind of outsider perspective that very much created the mold. You know, I was going to say created the mold of modern superhero movies. It didn't do that. Those movies don't play by any of the rules that modern superhero movies do. And that's why they've stood the test of time. Yeah, that's Especially why. three. Well, that's why Spider-Man 2 is so good. Yeah, Spider-Man 2 is the last good superhero movie. I said it. Yeah, he said it. Uh, Very funny That and Hancock. Oh, Hancock. Really good, funny, funny, really great comedy take on uh, the superhero genre. But uh, just Mm -hmm. a fun fact for those of you who are with us live and not dead. Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) You're out, buddy. When you... What? I was just talking to the corpse saying that uh, he wasn't part yeah. of us. When you Google Sam Raimi, and uh, you, Google, of course, has their very helpful tool tip pop up and it says movies. 
you know, movies he's done. And you got Spider-Man, Evil Dead, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3. And then tucked in between Evil Dead 2 and then the remake of Evil Dead is Spider-Man for a movie that does not exist. <laughs> Wishful thinking on their part. The funny thing is, it is... the like all of these are sort of in chronological order and then spider-man 4 is here with no year hey we're holding out hope we're holding out hope no i was just checking to see like yeah has any of his movies blown up in any sort of regard and uh i am here to report to you live and not dead that um eh i bet army of darkness did good in the box office I think that was a big spectacle movie. It's kind of like I think I feel like Evil Dead, of course, is like a cult classic. Classic. Uh huh. Army of Darkness, maybe. Um, oh, Army of Darkness is totally a cult classic. Mm. Well, it's it's interesting because Army of Darkness was definitely my favorite Evil Dead movie as a child, and now as an adult, of course, my least favorite is the first Evil Dead because that has a lot of tree-based sexual violence but army of darkness has really fallen off for me i think that movie's not as good as i remember it being a uh, fun fact about the evil dead and evil dead 2 they're basically remakes of each other only they don't cut out any of the tree-based sexual assault in either movie there's less there's less in two but it's still there for some reason it was a different time Trees were very grabby back then. Uh, but yes, Sam Raimi, congratulations. You made the only good superhero movies and now you can rest. My favorite thing about Sam Raimi's take on the Spider-Man is that rather than being very smart and creating a super durable, tough, sticky, spider-silky material... The Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is just a freak of nature that produces actual spider silk from his body. I, okay, we've talked about Spider-Man for hundreds of hours on this podcast and hundreds of hours today. I have a new Spider-Man jacket. But I'll say Spider-Man's my favorite superhero. Everyone knows this. Uh, I think... The Spider-Man producing his own webbing? Genius. And kind of the only way to do it. Because otherwise you end up with so much bullshit. You end up with so much, ah, oh, my web shooters are jammed. Or an EMP disabled my web shooters. Where are my web shooters? I'm out of web fluid. This is a special new kind of... Uh, fuck it. Who cares? No one okay. cares about the web fluid. Just make the web fluid infinite and forever and it never stops can i use this podcast as a confessional booth for a minute sure i did not know a lot about spidered man when i was growing up i was aware of him yes i saw the cartoon with the catchy theme song it was around as uh -huh. were the hundreds of other spidered man things but the first Spider-Man thing I ever watched was the movie Spider-Man. Okay, the Sam Raimi one. Featuring Tobey Maguire and his weird freaky wrists. And for this young boy adventurer, John, I thought that was the default. 
Yes, there were a lot of kids like you. Screaming constantly and wiggling from side to side. There were a lot of kids like you in that they they would talk to other people who enjoyed Spider-Man and they would be surprised that the web shooters are mechanical in the comics. And a lot of people would make fun of those kids, but not me, because they were right. They saw the light. They should be natural. They should be natural. And I I feel like now is the opportunity. Spider-Man has been perfected by weird... Can't remember the director's name. Cronenbergian-esque holes in his body that produce web. Right? Yeah, well, I mean, listen, if we're going to start cutting things so finely that we crucify media for giving people more holes that produce more fluids, guess what? Human beings have a ton of those already. Give them more. Who cares? Yeah. We, we've all got holes that produce various things. No one likes to talk about it. Maybe use yours for crime fighting. I don't know. I'm here to... Uh, to inspire the next generation. But Spider-Man was perfected by those weird gross holes. I am already using mine for crime fighting. I'm happy to hear that. I walk around, and I don't have Spidey sense, but I do have an, Ill- Ill- an illegal police radar. Yeah. And then I go to places where bank robberies are happening. And then I look at the bank robbers. They're robbing a bank. And then I produce mucus all over the ground with my mouth the classic mouth fluid is mucus Uh, of course yeah and i spread it all over the ground outside the door and then when the robbers are running out i say oh hey don't step in that it's my mucus you'll slip they walk over it the cops come they slip a cab you're okay you're right because people could die yeah, the, the robbers aren't going to kill anybody. The police might. Right. Robbers also, just want the money. Do, do you think when Spider-Man is around cops, his spidey signal is just, his spidey senses are just going off all the time? In this day and age, absolutely. They're like, he, he's like, I don't have like a racist radar, a race star, if you will. Uh, but for whatever reason, when I'm around cops, I get like a flaring headache. Like you guys... Are you guys are racists? Has anyone noticed that whenever Spider-Man's around cops, he just collects all of their service weapons with his webs, and they don't stop him or anything. They just know he does that, but it's the only way he can get peace around them. Yeah. No, my favorite part of the latest Spider-Man movie, Across the Spider-Verse, is when Spider-Gwen uh, webs all of the cops to their cop cars so they can't kill anybody by accident. It's good. I mean, people are going to be fleeing out of this museum and they're just armed to the teeth, guns akimbo, pointing at the museum. And it's like people are evacuating from that direction. What are you thinking is going to happen? Yeah. Cops are bad. Spider-Gwen gets it. Let's get back on track. Spider-Man was perfected by the weird gross holes in his body of that course. produces web. Mm-hmm. In that same vein, how let's... Each pick one other superhero to perfect in the mm. same manner. And the in, in the absolute spirit of the frightened times of making the world a better place. Let's see. 
any superhero and then add an additional functional hole. Or something thematic to their personage, you know? Okay, it can't be Wolverine, because he's got the Very hand little. rolls. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing... Very. I guess Wolverine heals quickly, so every time the claws come out, he actually does cut himself. Ugh, emo. He hurts himself every time, just a little bit. He hurts himself every time. Poor just baby. a little bit. Um, God, let's see. I'm gonna have to go with the Hulk. No, what are you adding to the Hulk? Well, no, no, no. I want to hear yours first, and then we'll go over how we made them better. All right. I am going to add to my favorite superhero of all time, the Batman. Okay. Another hole in the Batman. Okay. So for me, the the Incredible Hulk, not Gray Hulk, not Red Hulk, and not Smart Hulk. The Incredible Hulk, a functional hole in his stomach that a half-size Hulk comes out of up to its waist. So like a Kanga Hulk. Yeah. So like he can be a smaller Hulk. Small Hulk can be holding a guy while Big Hulk punches him. All right. So like a a holdy guy. Yeah, like a holdy guy. A holdy guy, and then or like Little Hulk could like hold books for Big Hulk to read, or Kanga Hulk. Kanga Hulk. All right, so I'm gonna add a hole to Batman because that's that's now that's what we're doing. Uh-huh. Um, so Batman, the Batman, now has a hole on his forehead, uh-huh. where a high pitched, uh, supersonic wave of noise is emitted that bounces off things and then right back at him. Now he can't use those waves for anything; it just happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, so it's it just happens intermittently. It just he can't control it. Uh-huh. No one can hear it. Like it's 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 super sonic. It's it's it like maybe dogs can hear it. If if Dogman <laughs> is around, he knows Batman's in the area. Hey guys, do you think Batman's around? Why? Oh, just all the dogs in the area start going <laughs> nuts. He he. So he can't stealth in suburbs yeah, anymore. No. Or most apartment buildings or hotels. You'll never see him, but you will hear every dog. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just in- intermittently a high-pitched screech is emitted from his forehead. And he can't cover it up. And then the waves bounce back at him, but he has no idea. Because he doesn't have he doesn't have ears. Yeah, I mean, oh, he's got he ears. doesn't even know. He's got human ears. Yeah, he just, he just knows that there's a hole in his forehead. Dogs just, are yeah. crazy. And like, I guess he can feel like a little bit of air coming out. And he's like, well, I guess maybe I should be Whale Man. <laughs> but I'm really, I'm over-indexed on this bat thing now. I can't be Whale Man. The crazy thing is, um, Bruce Wayne has the same hole. And no one brings it up. No, the dogs still go crazy, though. The dogs go crazy. Yeah. No one's put it together that both Batman and Bruce Wayne have a hole in their forehead where air comes out and drives dogs crazy uh, because he's just that rich. Uh, Now, I I do want to I want one quick follow up superhero since I went Marvel. I do want my DC hero that could be improved by a hole. And that DC hero is, of course, Superman. Where's Superman's new hole? Superman's new hole is in his mouth above his throat. (laughs) And at will, 
it fires a 357 <laughs> uh, the round from a 357 magnum out of his mouth with the bang with the smoke <laughs> with the flash does he straight have to, ahead does he have to like stuff it with gunpowder every so often no it's infinite it's infinite yeah it's just like you know, since he's Superman and he doesn't want to shoot someone, he could just like close his mouth and then spit the bullet out. But wouldn't it be crazy if Superman was in a real jam and then he just opened his mouth real wide and then just shot, I don't know, dark side in the chest? Superman, he's got, you know, super breath that can freeze people. He's got heat vision that can melt people. Also, his mouth is just a gun. It, it, you know, I think it's so funny. That we have these superheroes, and we always go lasers with superheroes, right? But what if Cyclops just if you take if you take his glasses off, his eyes are just machine guns. <laughs> Bullets from the bullet dimension. It becomes less cute, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. And and I think this brings up a good point. Superman's breath is so strong it can create winds and freeze people. He can look so hard he can melt stuff. Why has he never weaponized his spit? Oh, no. You don't want to see what... He'll just spit a hole through somebody. Exactly. Like, I've, if he can... He, if he, he can probably spit at the velocity of a gun. Every once in a while. And nobody likes to admit this. When, when Superman needs to blow off some steam, he goes out into the Pacific... And he spits on a cruise ship to sink it. Yeah. It's Everyone the, on board dies. We kind of know. Yeah. It's but, just like but a it's, shared it, secret that we, you know, yeah, we it's all the, know. It's like the price we pay to have Superman is that occasionally a cruise ship goes missing. I mean, God, think of how many times the world would have ended without Superman. Right. It's so worth it. But man. It's... No, it's you an, just can't talk about it. You can't talk about it unless you're like one of them edgy comedians mm -hmm. who's going to draw attention to it and then get Superman canceled. And then where will we be? Oh, yeah. If you get Superman canceled, we're screwed. Yeah, it's over. It, I'm it's, sorry. Do, do you want to deal with a cruise liner sinking every two years with everyone on board dying? Or do you want Zod to make you kneel? Right. You would don't have, want you, that. I don't want that. I'm afraid of that. And I think the good people at Lex News for instilling that fear in me. Yeah, no. It's good that the cruise ships sink. Right. Wait, Lex would... I don't I don't care about this anymore. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> uh, anyway. So I, do I have to now do a Marvel hero since I did DC originally? Yeah, this is a great bit. Yeah. Is this a fun game for everybody? How many Marvel heroes? Captain America now has a hole in his hand. Uh -huh. And we just don't talk about it. <laughs> That's the power. We just don't talk about it. You know, I'll, people want to bring it up, but they can't because mm -hmm. he's just so damn affable. The only the downside is he can't block bullets with his hand. <laughs> You can't block bullets with your hand. Also, a lot of people who have seen it, because he doesn't take the gloves off a lot. Yeah. A lot of people who have seen it are like, it's a mouth. It goes, ha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha, whenever it's out. It is. So what, what happened was, you know, he was frozen in a different time. He had a lot mm -hmm. of thoughts that were not okay by today's modern day standards. Mm -hmm. So they what they had to do 
the good people at S.H.I.E.L.D. They took all those thoughts and moved it to a small brain in his hand with a mouth that would yeah. keep that w- would expel all of the bad, problematic thoughts out of him so that he could be, you know, the true American symbol. Yeah, Captain um, America's secret bigot hand. And then after a while, the hand was getting booked on talk shows. It was doing mm-hmm. tell-alls. It was doing too much, so they had no choice. They hired an assassin. Uh, Of course. To take out Captain America's hand. Of course, and that assassin was, of course, Iron Man. Iron Man. That was what the... the, It's not... It's in between the lines of Civil War. Mm. It's not... It's not... It's the sub-subtext of Civil War. Yeah, if you did the Civil War arg, you'd realize that's what it's really about. Yeah, people are like, oh, registration and all that. No, no, no. Captain America's hand was killed by Tony Stark. Yeah, Civil War was not, and I can't stress this enough, it wasn't the the comic book industry's first attempt at actually saying something interesting about the real world that then got co-opted by ignorant man-children and libertarians and turned into the most toothless, weird thing on Earth. No, no, no. It was actually about Captain America's famous bigoted hand. And that's the real story. Civil War makes me upset, but we can't talk about that, Henry. We've got exactly one thing to talk about. We've been talking about one thing the whole damn time. Well, let me just uh, whoop, 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 whip out a second thing. Holy ghost. <laughs> uh, thank you for praying to the Holy Ghost. Not a lot of people are... Uh, no, 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 you no, know. no not, not the one you're thinking of. A ghost full of holes. Oh, the whole ghost. Wow. The Holy Ghost. You really put your whole ghost into that one. Oh, God. Henry. <laughs> right? Anyway. Uh, I know that we've made a promise not to talk about a certain person on the podcast, but I I do want to briefly discuss one thing that I saw on Twitter, if you're okay with it. In the spirit of the season. Yeah, okay. Uh, I am going to keep it extremely short. Uh, but I just want everyone to know that in a recent <laughs> in a recent tweet, Elon Musk promised that the upcoming Cybertruck will be quote armored personnel carrier of the future. What Blade Runner would have driven? I saw this tweet. What Blade Runner would have driven? I what Blade Runner would have driven <laughs> I listen nobody here knows more than I do how stupid it is to say Blade Runner, first of all, there's no space. It's Blade Runner, one word. One word. This man thinks the main character of Blade Runner 
is named Blade Runner, like a superhero. Was he perhaps referring to Rick Deckard or Kay? No, neither of them ever goes by fucking Blade Runner. And this leads me into my bigger point. All these people who say they love science fiction and are fascinated by the ideas of like transhumanism, intergalactic terraforming, flying vehicles, electric vehicles, energy independence. All these people are just stupid. Oh, because yeah. they don't actually like these things. They've just glommed onto it because it's a marketing tactic. Yeah. Like it got them so far, but they're just doing it to be faux smart. Like they're just trying to seem smart by liking these things. First of all, they don't understand the implications, ramifications, or even, I dare say, the definitions of the things they talk about. Uh, even when they're talking about like artificial general intelligences, they don't actually know what that fucking means. No one really knows what it means. <laughs> They just wear these fucking nerd badges, but they don't know anything about it because they don't care. And I'm not saying you need to care about Blade Runner to be a good person. Probably if you don't care about Blade Runner, you're a better person. But what I'm but, saying yeah. is like, you can't be one of these people and then think the main character in Blade Runner is named Blade Runner. Yeah, you can't be, you know... a. a I have unironically seen this thrown around. You can't be the self, not even self, sorry. You can't be the widely described real life Tony Stark and then also say what Blade Runner would have driven. I mean, I bet that someone like him who parades around the idea that he's like such this er nerd. I, I think like Marvel Cinematic Universe movies are about his speed. That's probably about where it begins and ends. And then he's got like a, a dim understanding of what certain terms thrown around in futurist circles mean, but doesn't really know. All these people who get to a certain like point of fame and money and largesse for the most part are just faking it. And it becomes increasingly obvious as time goes on. Like, the number of people out there who hold themselves out as extremely technical, genius-level people, the Tony Starks of the world, like, if you showed them 15 lines of JavaScript, they would have no idea what a single part of it does. Um, no, are you suggesting that the man who acts to see at least 50 salient... Salient? Yeah, lines of code per week would not understand. Wait, 50 salient lines of code per week? Something like that. He's like when 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 actual Twitter engineers who had been let go were like complaining about being let go and like whatever, Elon Musk was like, "Well, what's the most, you know, recent relevant code you made?" Hilarious. I bet yeah. Man, show that man some C++. Um, <laughs> I, I bet there were meetings with Twitter engineers who stayed and he was like, show me the code for Twitter. And then they just like, 
I don't know, pulled up the code for the image embedding service. They hit and we're F12. Like, <laughs> yeah, show source. Mm-hmm. Like they, they showed, they, they just showed some HTML and CSS for a Twitter page. They're like, this is, this is all of Twitter. This is the source code. He's like, mm, yes, fascinating. <laughs> like I, do, I, I bet. I, there is a little bit of context I want to shed light on for this tweet the tweet being it's an armored personnel carrier from the future what blade runner would have driven uh it was in response to a clip of comedian slash ufc fight commentator joe rogan uh taking a bow and arrow and uh-huh, shooting course, an yes, arrow. Yes, great. Mm, God, God, I love it. Mm, shooting an arrow. Is, mm, yep. An arrow. Uh-huh. At a cyber truck. Uh-huh. The armored personnel carrier from the future will be good at deflecting one of the world's oldest weapons. <laughs> the bow and arrow. Fucking finally. Because you know what I'm sick of? I'm Look, sick. I'm sick of the 1,600 pound cars that are driving all over the world that are so pervious to arrows. I have been yeah, at. I have been held at bow point. Arrows fear, knocked. Fear, folks. Highwaymen. Highwaymen begging for my coin purse. Yeah. And finally, it will end with the Cybertruck. Finally, a car that a bow and arrow can't penetrate. I'm just happy because I I cannot tell you how many times I've been with my family on the way to Blade Runner on Ice with the kids. And Mm -hmm. we're going and it's it's in a seedy part of town. Cedar of course, Park. as as Cedar as Park. all as all ice based musicals are, you got to go where the ice is, and the hockey team plays in Cedar Park, the seediest of neighborhoods in the Austin of area. And I'm just I'm I'm I am drenched in sweat, AC full blast, wife holding my hand while I'm also driving because she needs to comfort me. I'm focused because at any moment a highwayman with a bow and arrow could leap out from any bush and then i have no defense my family dead right there i just think it's so fucked right like this is the state that it is in this country sure i understand when someone needs to buy a long bow you know they might live in the country they might need to hunt but all these people with these short bows and uh, compound bows it's ridiculous there needs to be there needs to be a better system why do you need to shoot at something so close i don't get it I look if you have why do you need to knock so many arrows? Yeah, if you've got a feral hog problem, that's great. But you're taking care of that from a distance. You're yeah. not you are not within a card's width of that feral hog. You do not need a compact bow, a pulley bow, or a short bow. You don't need those. And have you seen these high capacity quivers they're coming out with now? It's crazy. Like, why do you uh, need that many yeah. arrows? 
up to 20 arrows? Are you fucking kidding me? Not even Hawkeye had that many in the goddamn Avengers. My, listen, my father needed six arrows to fell a stag to feed the family for a winter. But if you're walking around with a quiver of 30 arrows, you're either compensating for something or you're going to shoot up a crash. Yeah, you're shooting up a crash, a word we all know. A word, we, a word we all know, which is where medieval children went to learn. Yeah. Um. Shout out to Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> shout out to Baldur's Gate 3. Of course, I'm just saying it's ridiculous. And I, for one, am glad that we finally have the Cybertruck, a vehicle with no huge documented problems with water penetration uh, that can finally save me from these highwaymen. Uh, my favorite thing about the Cybertruck, and we've covered it before, but it bears repeating. Elon Musk stood on a stage with a Cybertruck, the first reveal, and said, these windows, they're shatterproof. Here, let me prove it. And threw a baseball into the windows and it immediately fucking shattered. Great. It is one of the best moments of our collective consciousness i would like to say maybe a um i don't know if joe rogan's the person to do this but i'd love to see someone let's see armored personnel carrier um so i guess i'd like to see a cybertruck withstand uh sustained heavy arms fire or any kind of explosive because to be an armored personnel carrier, you have to be pretty okay with those two things. Right. Yeah, there's like a standard definition of armored personnel carrier. Even it, sustained light arms fire. Just yeah. just just set up an M60 on a tripod and just go to town on a cyber truck with one 200 rounds. See see what it looks like. That'd the be fun. fun. The funny thing is I know they do this stuff. I know somewhere there is a testing lab where all they do is open fire on cyber trucks. And I know no company would ever want that footage to get out. But what I'm saying right here, right now, is Joe Rogan, noted comedian and UFC fight promoter, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> has has he has leaked footage of one such test. I want us to up the ante. If you work for a, a testing range and you have open fired on the Cybertruck, release the footage. We need to see it. Yeah, and alternatively, if you work in such a facility, if we can get like a day badge to shoot up a Cybertruck or something, that'd be great. There's got to be, you know, in Vegas, there's a lot of things that are crazy, right? Like you could like oh, yeah. drive a wrecking ball mm-hmm. or you can drive a tank. You can shoot bazookas for so much money. I want an a firing range and it's just cyber trucks please that'd be I, great i want them to get the first cyber trucks and elon yeah. musk is he's all excited he's like well i get to do a, a trip to vegas i'm really excited i love vegas because that's the kind of person i am mm-hmm. deep down i am just the type of person who really likes vegas yeah so i'm gonna go i'm gonna hand deliver these cyber trucks they ordered five and i'm gonna go and then the the guys are going to be like, oh, that's great. Yeah, if you could just put them down that range. 
<laughs> Why are we them. delivering five cyber trucks to the five the cyber truck <laughs> graveyard yeehaw LLC? If you just put you know you see that those blast marks where we've shot rockets at things? If you could just drive them over there, that would be perfect. I'm from Vegas. I'm this is a classic Vegas accent. Uh well, you know, if there's anything that I want out of this podcast, it's for there to at some point be footage of us shooting a cyber truck with a gun. I mean, yeah. Just I hate guns. But you could but make I'll an shoot, exception. I'll, I'll shoot I'll, I'll make an exception. I'll shoot a cyber truck. I'll shoot a cyber truck in a second. I'll, yeah. Honestly, Listen, I want two, I'm against I want two violence. Things. Yeah. I want two things. I want us to shoot up a cyber truck with guns, of and I course. want Stephen King to be there. Let's make this the stretch goals. <laughs> they're they're intertwined, uh, and hopefully, you know, we'll get a podcast out of it. I know Stephen's pretty busy. Would love to talk to him about uh, Cujo. <laughs> he can't remember writing that one, so I don't know how much you'll would get love out of to him. talk to him about the regulators okay, or the outsider. The outsider is actually an awesome book and a great miniseries. I like the HBO series. I'm not going to lie. Not to not to keep it on gun talk because I know it makes everyone uncomfortable. Uh, the outsider is maybe the only TV show I've ever seen that accurately shows how terrifying and impossible a gunfight is when someone has like high ground advantage over you uh it's horrifying it is gut-wrenching to watch it's great also there's a lot of what we our our theme from last week the doubling that the outsider is a really great example of an exploration of that that is amazing i'm gonna rewatch that show starting tonight that's a great show first couple episodes directed by jason bateman so shout out to the b-man Shout out to Mr. Ozarks. Mr. Ozarks himself. What were we talking about? Elon Musk. Oh, I I, I do want to, I have to say. Okay. Keep in mind, we have received word short, from multiple listeners that they care not for the Musk talk. I just want to, I think you would really enjoy this. Uh-huh. One time, three, four years ago, on Twitter... Somebody asked Mr. Elon Musk if he liked, and I'm going to butcher the name because I always do. It's my favorite thing to do. Neon Evangelion Genesis. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Thank you. Or Evangelion, depending on how you want to pronounce it. So someone asked him, do you like this particular anime? He responded with one word. Nerve. Okay. So he... He quickly Googled, he quickly Googled what that was and responded with one word he saw. You have blown this shit wide open. I think, I think every piece of like intellectual nerd culture cred Elon Musk has, or at least of the last few years, I don't doubt he was a nerdy guy. He like co-founded PayPal in the early 2000s. He's like probably seen some anime. Uh, but like, I think everything has been, he's had a little toady following. People engage him on things. The second he sees something where he's like, ah, oh, I need to gain nerd cred. I need to seem credible. He learns one thing about it. Tweets it back at them. They're sated. They're happy. His following grows. And now he's just this like amalgamation of dumb 
nonsense knowledge. Like, he doesn't actually know anything. It's just from, like, a decade of keeping up appearances. Oh, absolutely. There's a there's a very uh, observable phenomenon that when people get super rich, they stop growing. That there's yeah. no there's no need for them to grow anymore. Um, and so they get stuck in these modes of this is who I was when I got rich. And I feel like Elon Musk got rich at a very young age. And so he's never grown up. Yeah, I think that's accurate. Yeah. So we don't need to spend more time on it. I, I did send you a um, a picture of Age of Empires with the tweet. Uh, I actually found the actual real tweet here. here that it's, is. it's weird to see Age of Empires yeah, tweeting um, this. You know, it, uh, my favorite thing about Twitter, and this is unironic, I just love all the brands desperately clawing for clout by repeating memes within the context of their of like their style guides and brands. I honestly, that shit should be in a museum because it is so fucking desperate. And these are the people who rule our goddamn lives because corporations are king. I mean, there will be a section in textbooks in the future for brands masquerading as people. Like, there has to be. Yeah. I mean, this is a new phenomenon as of roughly 10 years ago. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like there will be case studies done on like DiGiorno Pizza. <laughs> they'll, they'll Hashtagging be like, the domestic abuse hashtag <laughs> and like having to backtrack that shit so fast. Yes, please. Here's like a good example. And here's like a middle example where Wendy's is like, give me the burger daddy <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And then there's like the rogue example of old friend senior dog sanctuary tumblr posting i just want to get dick down again <laughs> uh which which is of course my favorite example because i love whatever rogue actor made yeah. that happen now henry oh john i believe when we were talking about old friend senior dog sanctuary you promised something to the listeners oh i promised something to you yes the clown statue the clown statue indeed this is, it, it, it's one of the internet's oldest urban legends. Oh, I don't, I gotta find like a good write-up of it. Okay, you want me to clap so we can wait? It shouldn't take too long. Oh, he's Googling things. It shouldn't take too long. Do you think by Blade Runner he was referring to Harry Bryant or Hannibal Chew? I think, uh, what was the name of Dor Dolph Lundgren's character? Dolph Lundgren is not in it. Who's the guy who's in it? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, Rutger Hauer. R Rutger Roy Hauer. Batty. Roy Batty. Roy I, think he meant, I think he meant Roy Batty. <laughs> it's an armored personnel character. What Roy Batty. The classic line that Roy Batty delivers at the end. Totally extemporaneous, improvised. All these Blade Runners will be lost in time, like tears in rain. Now, for those of you who are, are maybe haven't watched Blade Runner in a while, Blade Runner is the name of the profession. Yes, it is the name of the profession. Of no character is named Blade Runner. The most yeah. famous Blade Runners, of course, Rick Deckard and K. I don't remember K's serial number. Right, but yeah, but also so the. Critically, the Blade Runner who interviews the replicant at the beginning of Blade Runner, who I believe's name is Dave Holden. 
Sure. Yeah. Sci-fi is my favorite genre. The important thing to to take away from this is that Blade Runner, Blade Runner's hunt replicants, they're not, it's not a person's name. Uh-huh. No, no one is named Blade Runner. And maybe, maybe some Blade Runners are replicants. That's the bigger question. <laughs> I'm going to say the question of maybe some Blade Runners are replicants is one of the uh, longest, most enduring questions in all of science fiction. Right. So I have found a write-up. I will not con- comment on the strength or quality of this write-up, but it is, it is one of the older internet urban legends of all time. The clown statue story. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and rate it. Is that, is, that cool, is, that, is that cool with you? That's cool. A rich young couple with two children lived in a beautiful house near the city. The couple had hired a babysitter to look after their two children while they went out for dinner. The babysitter's name was Morgan and she had long, dark hair. The couple gave Morgan their telephone numbers and told her to call them if she had any questions. They asked her to give the children something to eat and then put them to bed. The mother asked if she would watch TV in their bedroom, as that is where the children would go if they woke up during the night. When the couple had left, Morgan made spaghetti for the children. They sat at the kitchen table to eat. When they finished the spaghetti, Morgan gave the children a small bowl of ice cream. She helped them to brush their teeth. She helped them to put on their pajamas. She put them to bed and read them a story. Soon the children were fast asleep. Morgan went into the couple's bedroom and switched on the TV. There was a statue of a clown in the corner of the room. She felt as if its eyes were watching her. She watched her favorite TV show, but often glanced at the clown statue. It was life-sized, and she thought it was moving. Morgan became more and more uncomfortable as she watched the TV. She looked at the clown statue again and again. Morgan went to check on the children. They were still asleep. She did not want to return to the bedroom with the strange clown statue. She decided to phone the couple at the restaurant and ask if she could watch TV in the living room instead of the bedroom. Yes, of course you can, replied the father. The clown statue was really making me feel strange. Which clown statue, asked the father. The life-sized one in your bedroom, she replied. The father went silent for a moment. Then he said, pick up the children, put them in your car, and leave. Don't hesitate. Don't return to the bedroom. Just get the kids and leave. Drive to the police station. What's wrong, asked the girl, confused. We don't have a clown statue, replied the father. That's the end of the story. Horrifying. Horrifying. What was the context of this? Uh, I don't know. We were talking about internet urban legend stuff and you promised the clown story. Yeah. I mean, that is like one of the oldest ones. That that wasn't, I mean, I've seen a much shorter write-up, um, but and honestly, that write-up was weird because it gave the girl a name, but then called the girl the girl, which is weird. Uh, I think it's, I don't know. Sometimes I read through these urban legends. I'm like, 
why do you a lot of them just say beautiful like a beautiful girl is staying i'm like why they gotta be beautiful they gotta be beautiful this is uh i love a good urban legend i love a, a very scary urban legend that kind of lives in the middle like it it ends like at the most horrifying revelation and doesn't necessarily continue. But I think that's all good urban legends, like the licked hand or like the Mm -hmm. hook on the, on the the car door. Yeah. If I was going to peel the curtain back on, there was a whole other paragraph in that write up that I decided to not read. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, I mean the thing about urban legend is like you want peak creep, but you don't want like Denoma. You don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. The best thing about creepypasta is that, like you said, it ends on the peak of horror. And the best thing about horror is nothing we can come up with beats our own imagination. Yeah, that is why like a lot of classic style urban legends, one of my favorite, The Licked Hand, uh, really creeped me out as a kid. uh, Because it ends at exactly the point where the worst possible thing could begin to happen. Uh, And you can always imagine the worst, especially if you're a kid, which is why urban legends are so effective for kids. Absolutely. Um, I I have thought partially, I thought the reason you brought up the clown statue is because as everyone knows, uh, we do this podcast with webcams on and I thought it was about the clown statue that you have in the background. John. Henry. Get the kids. (laughs) <laughs> wait i'm in a different house go to, go to the car wait the clown statue's in your house john get the kids go i to don't the have car. any kids J- john i can go to the car don't hesitate i go I, to the police I like maybe i'm not the one who should be getting this directive john uh-huh. don't hesitate okay go to the police we don't have a clown statue uh well i think maybe that i think that might be a you problem john get the kids Uh uh-huh call the police give Uh the kids to the police john the police need the kids (laughs) no 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 we don't have a clown statue i i got all that i think what i'm saying is maybe i'm not the one who has to do all this stuff john the kids need to be police train the kids to be police john Uh train the police to be kids <laughs> Both train the children to be police and the police to be kids. We don't have a clown statue, John. <laughs> okay, got it. I think right. I can do that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh anyway, good luck with that clown statue. Uh no, it'll be good. If you train the police to be kids and the kids to be police, I think we got it. <laughs> I honestly feel like train the kids to be police and the police to be kids. Is like an AI generated slogan for like <laughs> some nonprofit that's meant to launder money to some rich family. Amazing. It's like we're just trying to train the police to be kids and the kids to be police. People are like, oh, I'll give oh. you three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just doing it. I'll go to your gala. I'll go to your policeman's balls. <laughs> I'll go to your kid police party. Let me just tell you, the kid police, oh, they live inside of my head. Oh, man, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. The kid police, they're coming to get me now. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, anyway, fuck Elon Musk. The clown statue's real. Yeah, uh, I mean, I had other Elon Musk r- news. Let's no. just squeeze it. I'm just going to read a headline. Okay. Here we go. Here, I don't have any. You don't? I'm not on my save tab. So okay, I, I, that scared me for a second. Uh, here we go. 
I'm none scared. Of this, none of this is funny. Never mind. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, uh, things that didn't happen but could be scary. <laughs> that's that didn't. That's the theme. <laughs> that's that's the theme, Henry. I I know that the frightened times is drawing to a close. Well, I mean, it's an endless period that goes on forever and ever. Yeah, and we and shall ever never ever escape ever. it. But it's also always ending, you know? Like, we know it's forever, and it's also only about a month long. I, yeah. You know, it's one of those months that never ends, but at the same time, must end now. <laughs> I mean, all months must end now, from my understanding. Every I, month is ending now. I mean, all months have ended. Really, what I was trying to get to is, uh, you know, no one really knows what awaits us at the end of the frightened times like i've like we know it ends and something must follow an ending but we're always just here you know so like yeah i don't know what this maybe i'm getting sentimental in my old frightened times age but i don't know henry what did what did you think of the frightened times did you enjoy it what was it like for you how many people did you lose every day uh, uh, countless, countless mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. were lost every day, but I just try to take the bad with the worse. And mm-hmm. I just am glad that we get this month of airtime. We pull the wool over those, those poor little rubes, those, po- they don't know what's happening. That's the funny part, right? They don't, they never know what mm-hmm. is happening. Yeah, they can't, they can't know. And they'll never will. So I'm just glad we are us and they are them. And that's that's all I have to say. Well, I I don't know. Like I said, it's I might be getting a little sentimental, but I feel like I feel like I end every frightened times the same way. I feel like I feel like I'm stuck in a rut. Like nothing in my life has ever changed. I've never found love i've never you know had a job or grown up or really done anything so i i just wanted to tell you henry i i think i'm gonna make a change this frightened times oh uh frightened times revolution yeah i well i mean there's there's no easy way to say this but uh i've uh for the last four weeks, I've been eating 17 cans of pumpkin every day. Oh. Oh, no. No. John. I just, you know, everybody does it. and John, no. I know, like, the older we get, all of our friends are going to the patch. Oh, God. We know what happens. Yeah, it's just... We all know what happens. I just, I just feel like... I don't feel ready for it, but everyone has to do it eventually, right? Well, can I use this podcast as a confessional booth for a moment? Always. John, for the past several days of this frightened times, I I have been eating 18 cans of pumpkin. Henry, no. Per day. Oh my god. I just, I didn't think you would also I thought maybe my legacy could be you continuingly bravely on mm. 
And now what really is hitting me and the emotions right now is the fact that that is not true. I mean, I thought the same thing. I was like, you know, if if I'm the one who goes to the patch, sure. Like I said, you know, the older you get, everyone goes to the patch. You know, you want to be part of that, too. It doesn't seem that great from the outside going to the patch, but so many people do it. Like, it, it's going to make sense in some way, you know. But I thought, you know, you'd keep it alive. You'd still be a party animal. You'd still be out there every night. I'm going to be stuck as a pumpkin, you know, and that's not that's not easy. But I, I thought you'd keep the dream alive. But I, this is a real... That classic Frightened Times tale, The Death of the Magi. Yeah, we're, we're, we're both people go to, the, go to their fates at the same time. Yeah, we're both people in the story exchange goods for more pumpkins so they can mm-hmm. return to the patch. Yeah, of course. That honored time classic Frightened Times story. I just can't believe it's playing out in real time. I, I mean, I was going to sign over the deed of the podcast to you. And it sounds like you were going to sign over the deed of the podcast to me. So in essence, yeah, I was it, this, the, the frightened times is coming to a close in more ways than one. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I I don't know what's going to happen next right in times. It's always starting. And it's always ending. But, you know, this isn't so bad, you know. It's not like our lives are ending. Our pumpkins get to grow up at the same time as each other. In a way, I was hesitant. As I was downing those 18 cans of pumpkin per day, I was hesitating in my decision. But now I'm glad. In, in a strange way that you're coming with me back to the patch. Yeah, I mean, you know, it seems like a lot and it's it's going to put a strain on the friendship, but we can we can swap pumpkin supplies, you know, like if I have extra like pumpkin formula or something, you can get some of that or, you know, we can we can share tips. Our pumpkins will be going through the stages at the same time, growing and then maturing and then rotting. And then growing on and on into the endless patch, the patch to end all patches. Henry, I, I think this is the first time the frightened times comes to an end. And I see, I see a future outside of myself. I see all the, the mucilage and seeds I'm going to be filled with in a mere seven hours and then all rot, and those seeds will become other pumpkins. And then, as of course we know, those pumpkins will become other podcast hosts. And the cycle will continue. Yeah. More podcasts by people who shouldn't have them. And more pumpkins. The cycle on and on. And that is why they're called podcasts. Because they're pods. Pod, they're pod. They're that they grow like like a pod like a bean pod like a bean pod like a pumpkin pod pod pumpkin pod like a pumpkin pod like a pumpkin pod yeah yeah we got there well henry before we go to the patch because uh who it is a long walk to peoria let me tell you oh yeah it 
We'll be, and considering want... I'll be I'll be totally pumpkin fied in seven hours, I'm only going to have my legs for like three more. It's I, I hear at, around this time of year in the frightened times, there is a truck that picks up any wanton wandering pumpkins that didn't quite make it to Peoria, so they can be transplanted. Okay, I I just hope. Yeah. You know, whatever side of the road we end up on, we end up pumpkins on. We don't end up like poor Hitchbot. God, we got to make sure that we that we don't turn into pumpkins in New Jersey, which is on the way from Texas to Peoria, of course. Right. <laughs> that famed <laughs> that famed detour. That famed it's a bit shortcut. of an L. It's a bit of an L shaped route but it's, it's just kind you know, of the way it, it was built most like it like how all most flights route you through atlanta at some point even though atlanta makes no sense mm-hmm. to go to sometimes you got to fly to south carolina to go to tennessee <laughs> sometimes it and you know even walking it's it's listen it's just just the way it, it, it was made henry i think you're turning a little orange yeah, I see a little bit of a stem growing out of your head. Yeah, I I'm bald, so I'm starting to look pretty pumpkiny. Ooh, I stroke. wonder what kind of pumpkin I'll be. Yeah, it's a, it's a stroke of midnight, and so it's time for these carriages to turn into pumpkins. So I I don't know why I'm telling you all this because I'm not really sure how we'd engage with it being pumpkins at all but maybe maybe they have social media for pumpkins i don't even know how honestly we're gonna edit and publish this episode because we're both turning into pumpkins so quickly but go ahead john why don't you tell them one last time how can they get in contact with us yeah, if the edit's bad, it's just because a pumpkin rolled around on a keyboard and then uploaded it. Uh, but it, hey, if you want to reach out to us, send us your well wishes as we turn into pumpkins or want to do like a cute little in memoriam thing, because it's unclear whether we die when we become pumpkins or not. Uh, you can send one of those to us on Twitter at ZCPCWHJ. On Twitter.com, and I believe my soon-to-be pumpkin friend Henry knows what that stands for. You know, since we're at the crossroads, no jokes, just the truth. That stands for, can I use this podcast as a confession booth for a moment? Uh, Just once. Just once. Zero Credits Podcast with Henry and John. Wow. I really thought you were going to say zero credits pumpkins with Henry and John, but I guess that's not true yet. If you want to send us an email, which once again, I don't know why I keep belaboring this point. I'm not sure that pumpkins can read email. And if they can, I hope they forgive me for the lewd emails that I've sent to all those pumpkins in the past, but you can send us an email to zero credits is a podcast at Gmail. Dot com. Do they have email servers in pumpkin heaven? Uh, we are on a lot of different podcast services. If you're listening to us on one, congratulations, you found us. But if other people want to find us, they can find us on Good Pods, Podchaser, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Podcasts. 
Uh, these are becoming uh, more Baroque as time goes on, but a great way for people to find out about the show is for you to uh, leave a comment and a review on any of the services that allow for that. But the best way for people, well, the best way for people to learn about the podcast is for you, oh, I'm going to say 12 to 24 hours hence, to go to Peoria and scream the name of the podcast for any pumpkins who are waking up, because I think we have a rare opportunity. We have had trouble with organic growth of this podcast for a while, but we're going to totally switch demos. That's right. Starting tomorrow, we are the premier source for pumpkin entertainment. We are going to rebrand ourselves. We're going to be loud, obnoxious. We're going to lie. We're going to play characters. We're going to post all the clips of our pumpkin podcast on TikTok and YouTube, at which point is it even really a podcast anymore, but we will be rolling in the pumpkin equivalent of money. That's right. Word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. So tell a pumpkin and tell another word that rhymes with pumpkin. Plump plumpkin. I know there's like a weird internet thing, like a blumpkin, but I don't want to get into that. I don't think anybody wants to get into that. Yeah. And from everyone here at the soon-to-be pumpkin Zero Credit Studios, we're coming at you live. Not dead. Yet. Close. Pumpkins are alive still. Different form of life. To say, we want to wish you a happy week. And for the last time, as a human, goodbye. And for the first time, as a human-pumpkin hybrid, for the next couple of hours, goodbye. You you frightened it, the times. <laughs> da 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 da, and I fright it, and I freaked it. Right? I don't know that song. <laughs>